Welcome back to Sound Insight. This is Tom Curran. It's great to be with you. Let's begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord our God, we thank you for revealing your love to us through the sacred heart of your Son, Jesus. Jesus, we ask that you would open your heart to us, draw close to us. Lord, we just say yes. Yes to you in every way that we can, Lord. Yes to you that you knock on the door of our hearts, on our lives, on our marriages, and our families, and in every situation that we face. And so, Lord, we beg you to open us. Give us the grace to be opened to you. And Lord, give us the grace to allow you to shepherd us up and out of dark, broken uh, places that are marked by sin and death, that are marked by any forms of uh, deadness, any lack of flourishing, Lord Jesus, shepherd us to new life. Give us a new horizon of blessing for our lives. We thank you, Lord, for all of the beautiful ways that you show us in glimpses, the signs that you are the living God, that you are with us. And we make this prayer in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Tom Curran. And uh, Carrie and I were on yesterday. If you missed that program, you can go to mycatholicfaith.org and uh, get uh, linked to it there. Or you can go to Apple Podcasts and you can look for the Dr. Tom Curran Podcast. We made the name a lot simpler for you to remember. Go to Apple Podcasts and just search for the Dr. Tom Curran Podcast. And you'll be able to follow all of the programs that we do. Carrie, I think where we're going to pick up today and just get launched is around um, Facebook, social media platforms. And I know we want to go back and talk more about other things that we've discovered online recently connected to, for instance, how do you pay for college and stuff like that. But the very prayer I prayed at the beginning makes me want to begin with Facebook. And for a couple reasons, I know you want to bring up some um, Facebook groups but there's one group in particular that is particularly on my heart these days. And I what group is that, Carrie? I wonder what. I wonder which one that, that is. is. Yes. Is it Pray the Rosary? That is, would I be love Praying my... the Rosary Live. That's right. Is that what you call it? I just. I, I said, I love my Catholic faith. Well, the, the Facebook page is I love my Catholic faith. Yes, okay. that's right. And um, it's I've been praying the rosary at six o'clock in the morning faithfully, um, even though yesterday I prayed it at five in the morning. Um, I've been praying it at six in the morning to build up some momentum around that call that I have. And just several things I, I want to share about this that I hope, brothers and sisters, you will see connecting points to your life of faith. The first one is this. The, what's the only reason why I get up in the morning at six o'clock, Carrie, and pray the rosary? Because you tell everyone you're going to get up and pray, <laughs> and so they're all waiting for you. That's exactly it. I wish I could say because God calls me to do it and I'm just a radically obedient son of God. And of course, I'm going to obey the Lord because I'm a man who's true to his word. I wish that was it, but that's not how I'm built. Now, of course, that is one of the other motives. Um, I wish I could say it was simply that, oh, I set the alarm. And when the alarm goes off, I get up. I actually have to set four alarms and they're set four minutes apart. And I hit snooze on all of them. So it takes me about eight alarms to actually get me up out of bed. And it gives me enough time to get up, get myself ready, get down in front of the computer and launch that live rosary at six o'clock. But the reason why is accountability. It's accountability. Someone is counting on me. I made a commitment and they're waiting for me. And so that has such a power to help bolster the decision, bolster the will, especially in people who have a tendency like mine. My tendency is called the obliger. And so I will give more weight on commitments that others make on my life than I will on the commitments I make for my own life. So if it was just about me, that wouldn't be enough to muster the energy and strength to get out of bed and make this commitment. It's the fact that other people are counting on me and how that, that is just, it's so freeing. It's so helpful. And, and anyways, I just think about that, Carrie, because that's like a rule for life. Yes. It's not just for spiritual life. It's for life. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's my kids are counting on me for, to make dinner at night, but their level of putting accountability on me is different than your workplace, where your boss and your coworkers, and if you're teaching it, like my students, 
So it's how do you bring that sense of duty, accountability, going into a level of excellence in the home where you're there every day and it's all, it's just mom and there's this kind of comfortable, even can become complacent. Like who's going to call you out if you don't do it? Exactly. (laughs) You, that's your job, Dad. Come on, let's go. It's always well received. (laughs) In Jesus' holy name. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyhow, but yeah, you're right. So it's neat, Tom, that you're able to say, I need to do this and I want to do this and I'm always better for it and I never regret that I did it. I think that's the same with exercising or eating healthy. It's so great when you have to meet someone at the gym or on a walk or whatever it is, because or at mass, like I'm going to meet you at mass every morning at eight and we're going to like be there for each other. It, it gets us up and going that sense of being in it together with someone. Yeah, I for sure. And you talk about that with regards to like trying to work out alone versus, no, no, they need to go to a gym where other people are working out and that'll motivate them. Yes. Or how you said, like one of our daughters is trying to work out more right now. And she's like, let me get my siblings involved because then it's just so much easier and more motivating if I'm doing it with them. Well, I think it's good for us to look at any area in our life and say, how do I want to move in a certain direction. And I just feel the pull of, you know, and I think all of us with the social media slash entertainment piece of equipment we have in our back pocket. Did that sound right? The social media slash <laughs> the phone. You're talking about the phone, <laughs> just, which we barely used to make Just make this calls. more confusing. Right. Um, I just think the phone is so distracting. And it, I mean, we, I think Tom, we shared that we keep some of their phones in our gun safe. And, um, it's just interesting that if you get caught up in that and you forget, oh, wait, I have a life to live. I have a purpose here. There's stuff that I need to do. And then to bring in some other pieces to help you be successful, it's just so helpful. And I'm not saying that I do that. I'm just saying it, it sounds great when you do it. You go, honey. The funny thing is, so Tom does this rosary at six. And so I set my alarm for 550. And then it goes off and it might go off a second time. And then I turn on my phone and I go onto Facebook and I just hit play, you know, you're the first thing that shows up on my Facebook feed, because I think I go there now. And so I just, in my dreams, am praying. <laughs> Tom's praying this hour-long rosary, and I'm just sitting there. And every now and then I'll wake up, and then I'll fall asleep, then I'll wake up, and finally I'll get up. But um, it's actually a nice way to wake up in the morning. I, it's funny, I was thinking about this in, in two different respects. The first was, oh, how what a beautiful thing that... Here's my wife sleeping and then kind of waking up. And then what you wake up to is my voice praying. Yeah, I, I should probably be down with you praying. Yeah, though. I kind I'm of surrendered like, that to the Lord. This is you all know, I have, God. being powerless? As Lord, best at least I she's listening. Do. At least she's listening. Well, <laughs> you it, should it, pray like, oh, for my wife who's sleeping right now. It'll probably wake me right up. Like, what? Okay, <laughs> here's the weird thing. Like, I've been doing this since 2009. How many times have you ever actually... It's that's your, kind of I, calling you it's out. Just it's just your gift. thing. It's your thing. I, can I? That sounds like a really bad excuse. It's just that's your a, thing, honey. You well, to do this. okay, but then here's the second thing: is that uh, this is my nostalgic, um, my nostalgic way of looking at things. I was talking with John Mark, and uh, he's like my 15 year old son, and we were talking somehow about like legacy and um, like something from the past, and. Um, I don't know if it was that we were talking about my dad and about like connecting more to the things that they've experienced in life. And I'm like, well, John Mark, you know, you will never run out of opportunities to hear my voice. You got 15 years of radio programs. And oh, by the way, you ever want to pray with me? You got like nine years of rosaries. You can just go on Facebook and you can pray with me and you can hear my voice. And I, and I just, I thought about that and it was kind of a, um, a kind of poignant to think that I don't know if it's these kinds of things will even exist kind of going forward, but a few generations from now, like my great, 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 great grandchildren potentially would be able to actually connect to my praying for my family. And I don't know. I think that that could be a really beautiful thing. Would that change your prayer where you start to say, I pray for my great, great grandchildren that are watching in the future? I know what it was. We were watching a movie it was a Christian movie um, called, um, what was the movie called? Rock, not Rock. No, Overcomer. Oh, okay. Overcomers. And um, it was about a high school and this girl that runs. 
and um, her dad is like uh, blind and abandoned the family, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so his dad's dying when she finally meets him. Um, and first of all, you know, it was a good movie. It was a pretty good script. But dang it, if you're going to do a movie about a runner, like get a girl who can run. She couldn't run. She just did not like <laughs> look like she a was like she was running like tra- cross country. Right. And so they put her in the midst of girls that were actually runners. You could tell their form it was like, wow, that girl's a gazelle, like a real crush. And this girl, I mean, I'm like, they didn't choose her for her acting just- ability. <laughs> Because she just wasn't very like, didn't have snap or pop or personality. I'm like, why? So now you're not recommending the movie? Oh, I'm sorry. I kind of got diverted. (laughs) Okay. Are we recommending the movie or not recommending the movie? The final scene was he dies and then, uh, but she has to run in the state final, uh, the final race. And the dad's blind, but the dad was a, a famous cross country runner in the state. And so um, he um, pl- talked in her ear in a recording as she oh. ran the course. Oh, that's so Isn't that sweet. touching? Are you getting tingles? That is really sweet. That's sweet, clever. So um, the movie, and so guess what? Does she win? Uh, overcomer, yes. Yes, she wins. She wins just barely. Oh, I gave, I gave the end away. Oh, darn it. <laughs> Sorry. It was really close. Did they live no, happily ever after? it was a photo ever, finish. I'm not going to tell you who happily wins. happily ever after? But the, uh, yes. but the final scene after she dies is uh, she is um, running in college. And so she opens her drawer and takes out a numbered box. And this numbered box is 21. And then there's 22, 23, 20. And there are all these small boxes. Oh, and you know what they are? His audio. Recordings. Yes. So this is your 21st birthday. And here's my prayer for you. As I prayed for your 21st birthday... Here's what came to my mind. And so he's praying in future moments that is so, over her life. Which which theologically could happen because God is without time. Oh my goodness. Yes, absolutely. So now you need to start praying for all your future grandchildren on I Facebook. I know, on Facebook to think, great, great. I'm going to pray. Oh, I should actually tag one. <laughs> Let's just hope Facebook isn't around. <laughs> well, I could just record one like on Zoom. I could just do a Zoom and say, this is for my, these are for my great grandchildren. I've never met you, but I'm just going to seek the Lord right now and give a word. Is anybody named David out there? <laughs> <laughs> David, this is the word for you. <laughs> David. Okay, so I, I got to say though, one of the interesting things that's happening on face on my prayer on Facebook is that I'm um, I'm being led by the Lord more like forcefully, like prodding me into moments where He I'm getting the like um, the 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 prompt stop praying, just let me wash in love over these over my children, just let me love them, let me love them, and so for like several minutes the the first day you were listening i think i just said i just feel like the lord is just not wanting us to run forward he just wants us to be here and just just welcome his love just allow him to love you and inside i'm like lord i'm allowing me to love you but lord we got to move on we got a schedule lord <laughs> lord i don't know if you realize this but people are, will stop like praying they'll they'll leave lord i don't know if you realize this but this is not a good strategy i think he does realize it carrie I i'm know. just telling you it's the human yeah, thinking the human thinking of it all is... so do you ask your listeners that are praying to share any experience they're having i do occasionally occasionally i will say if you are um like if you sensed that the lord was blessing you as i was asking for that just share what you were sensing like what happened and it, it was really powerful. You know, the number of comments that came through where people were like tear emojis and the, it was so powerful. It was so beautiful. It was so freeing. It could, was so, could you take your rosary and make it into a podcast off of Facebook? Oh, yeah. Super easy. Because I think easy. people would like to like listen to fresh prayers. Or do you kind of just There are people who do that. Prayers. There are people. Well, here's the crazy thing, Carrie. So I get about a total of something like six, say 6,000 people touching the rosary when I'm praying it live. And then there's about another 6,000 that touch it after in the course of the rest of the day and depending on the day, right? And so some of them, That's I like know- It's like a prayer army. Yeah, it is. It's prayer, I call them prayer, my prayer warriors. It's like Because there are people that come on, Carrie, that what they do is they just pray for other people. 
They're not even asking for themselves. They're just there putting these powerful prayers in for other people who come on and they do it for over an hour. It is like amazing. All right, we're up against a break. When we come back, um, we'll continue this sharing. I know, Carrie, you have a couple of interesting things to share about Facebook as well. All right, back in a minute on Sound Insight. Welcome back to Sound Insight. This is Tom Kern. It's great to be with you today. So, Carrie, where we left off, I was talking about how um, I've been a bit more faithful, praise be to God, um, in praying the rosary online. And I'll just share a couple of other quick insights about sort of the life of prayer and praying the rosary. Um, the first is how when I pray um, the rosary, it, um, it, you know, in the morning, the rosaries, they, they, um, they're different, right? I'm not just saying the prayers of the rosary, but they are um, also um, opening us to actually pray intercessory prayers and ministering prayers for people who are posting intentions during the course of the rosary. And I think there's like an average of about 11,000, about a thousand um, comments. And the comments are typically where, you know, this is where the people put in their prayer requests. And um, one of the things that I do is I consciously, intentionally ask certain saints to pray with us oh, during the rosary. Oh, that's so cool. Different ones for different days, like if it's a saint day or... Well, here's the funny thing is that I had been, like when I pray, I obviously I'm asking the Blessed Mother and I'm asking St. Joseph. And then beyond that, there are two saints who are always popping up in my mind as the ones that I need to ask to pray with us. And it's St. Padre Pio. And St. Padre Pio is a bit famous for his quote about the rosary, that it is um, a spiritual weapon. Like this is your most powerful spiritual weapon is right here is the rosary. And um, there are all these, like there are stories of him, like having a, just always having a rosary in his hand, always praying the rosary. Um, but St. Rita, the wonder worker, like St. Rita of Kasha. And honestly, I hadn't even just given this a thought till literally right now as we're saying it, like, Lord, why St. Rita of Kasha? And I'm like, wait a minute. She was a wife of, she wanted to be a nun. She was forced to get married. The guy that married her beat her and was horrible and then ended up getting like uh, onto his deathbed in a um, in a duel or it was, it was uh, uh, like knifed and um, had had a conversion. And then he had two, she had two sons that um, tried to um, uh, get vengeance and they themselves, I think one of them died so she experienced all these horrors. Then she became a nun. So it's like... This is kind of like your uh, quote from yesterday. About misfortune and fortune. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, this this is like, if you think about a woman who gets it, a woman who's like, oh yeah, that's all you got for your trial, your difficulty, your tribulation, your desperate situation. I got that covered. I, and I honestly never thought of that before, literally right now. I'm like, why... Why, O oh Lord, do you constantly put before in my mind to ask St. Reader of Kasha to pray with us during this rosary? You know, one of my family members that has the most misfortuned life situation is the most faith-filled and the most holy and the most God-fearing. So, I mean, that's a real thing. It's like, wow, where we're like, oh, this is terrible, this happened. But then I think all of us are a little bit jealous because of how close to God isn't that interesting? Well, when yeah. you're driven to your knees, when you have when you have nothing but God, you have everything, right? Because you have God, and um, I, that was the quote I was going to bring up um, yesterday from that book, "The Gift of Faith" uh, by Father Tadeusz Dajer. D A Z. Don't even try. I'm not going to try. C J E R. Can't even Miriam begin. Press. Um, and in it, he talks about faith as radical entrustment to God. And he uses the story that I had referenced about Elijah and the widow, um, how Elijah just radically relied on the crows to bring him food and drink of uh, food. And then the Lord sent him to the widow who had nothing. She literally was going to make her last meal and then die. And the Lord asked that widow to even give up that last meal that she and her son needed and, um, and she did. She obeyed the Lord, uh, and she literally was condemning herself to death, is how he puts it. Wow. And, um, uh, and what happens? There's a multiplication, uh, and she doesn't, 
ever run out of oil or flour. So she can literally eat for another year. But, but because she was literally radically reliant upon God. And then he uses the New Testament story of the, of the widow who puts in the 25 cents. And Jesus says she put in more than everybody else because yes. she gave from her want, not from her. I mean, she gave out of her need, not out of her want as compared to the wealthy and comfortable. Well, he says, when people just stop there, they don't get it. She literally was condemning herself to death, is what she was doing. She's like, Lord, I literally have nothing. I am putting myself intentionally, consciously in a place where I have no means of providing for myself. I am doing that out of obedience to you and trust in you, that if you ask this of me, you will take care of me. And and then his next comment was, that's what makes saints. You want to become a saint? You need a heroic readiness to be led into places of radical reliance. And because we are not willing to do that, we don't become saints. Wow. Uh, that's not surprising. <laughs> Just like, are you expecting to become a saint? <laughs> Uh, you know what? And, and he touched upon just briefly this idea that how we live that out today. If like, well, Lord, how do I live that out today as a husband and a father? Right? Like, what do I do? And um, and I'm trying to integrate the insight from that um, spiritual like text and that scripture and saying, Lord, it's a spiritual hammer. Yes. It's like more like a (laughs) hammer. It's a spiritual nuclear bomb (laughs) is what it is. Holy cow. Uh, It just blows up that idea that says, oh, look at how fortunate we are. Look at how God has been so blessed us so much with so much wealth and well-being and and good things and comfort and stuff and kids who make noise during our program. So... (laughs) Carrie is quieting them down so that we can continue doing our program. So um, I, when I think about that, I'm just like, to what extent are we willing to like, be led into like, places of reliance? And I think the answer is, it, it's, almost, it's like we pursue the comfort. We don't pursue reliance. We pursue comfort. Let and, me think about it. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's your, what's your conclusion? <laughs> well, see, in the mode of myself, comfort. But when I'm in the mode of, Lord, you're so amazing and awesome, and his love consumes me, and you get in that space of being in, in the spirit, it's like, oh, my goodness, why am I holding back? Why, what am I waiting for? Why don't I go all in? Well, and you started to talk a little bit more about that. Like in recent weeks, when you were talking about, let's just not go there. Just <laughs> still about that. like going to daily mass, right? Like, yes. Wait a minute. What would I actually have to do? Like, you know, I have at least a, I have a little sliver of a of an excuse. That's all it is is a sliver. It's not a real excuse, but the sliver is I'm working every day, and it's like you have a little bit more discretion over your schedule to say, I'll schedule in mass, but it's just an excuse because. I I run my own schedule in many ways. And the idea that I couldn't just carve out and make a commitment. Let's go. When's August 1st? Let's do a month. Oh, wow. So this, this is like two this. months after keto. Yes. One of the so uh, blessings of stripping down those things in our life is that we will commit in the month of August to daily mass. What What is the day of this program? This is going to happen on the 29th. Excellent. So Give us a day to figure out A couple out days I'm... to figure it out. <laughs> I like that, Carrie. And you have to talk a little louder sometimes. Your voice gets a little low. That's okay. People can turn us up. I like that. <laughs> That's good. It's a good strategy. So, but th- to think this, and so one of the things I've been praying when I'm on this Facebook rosary, and, and including these saints, is like, look, my whole purpose in not my whole purpose, but one of the most important purposes I believe I'm accomplishing when I pray live on Facebook is that I'm creating a, a, a platform that allows a living moment of contact between the living God and a, a, a poor, desperate soul who's in a, in a place that's really hard and they just want to be lifted up. You know, in the moments I've been in some hard places, there's nothing more, is it like the balm or Comforting, the Comforting, consoling, yeah. 
on a wound is when you or a sister has prayed with me and ministered to me. And, and then in moments where you're just so broken and so desperate and that person comes alongside and is just there with you, it just means the world. And to think that, you know, that's what you're doing, because sometimes I'll give you a hard time about it in a joking way. Um, but, you know, we're talking about our hard places, but you're talking about people whose kids are being kidnapped in Africa, or they literally have one week's f- uh, money left to buy food, or they don't have a home, and they haven't seen their family for however long. I mean, just incredibly crazy, desperate situations. And I just, I mean, I think it, you know, I don't feel like I'm in relationship with the poor physically here where we live. I don't know if we can really be in relationship with the poor, poor, and our, even in our country. And I don't mean to put down any kind of, you know, social justice slash street ministry services, but to talk about being in touch with those who are desperate. Radically reliant. Just yeah. so desperate. And they didn't cause it. It's not like they're out doing it to themselves. They have life situations put upon them where they're not, you know, I'm thinking of the person that's on, you know, addicted to drugs versus the person who is being kidnapped. It's just extremely different situations. Yeah, just human human realities that we ha- we are buffered from. Like, just hear this, Carrie, like, you know, please pray for my neighbor. She smokes continuously and the smoke comes right through the walls and it's horrible and I can't sleep. Like, you think, oh, that, just hear it, doesn't sound like a big deal, but when if you were- you were living- If you were living constant. that day to day, and, and you know what, there's no air conditioning, right? There's no air conditioning. It's hot. It's a small, tiny room. It's not comfortable. You have to have your windows open. Oh my goodness, yeah. And then the other one was like, Please, my uh, my neighbor is doing drugs and selling drugs next door, and he's harassing my kids. What do you do about that, right? That's her prayer. You or, send them some Bitcoin and say, <laughs> "Yeah, move, <laughs> right?" Or again, every single time that I'm on, and this is another insight that I got, is that I noticed that there are certain like key conditions that I pray for on Facebook um, every day. I pray for those with PTSD, various forms of trauma. I pray for those with mental illnesses. I pray for those with addictions. I pray for those with um, the, those that are uh, unable to conceive uh, or those that are pregnant considering abortion. I pray for end of sex trafficking in those conditions. And I pray for people who are in financial difficulty because that comes up so often. Like, please pray for me that I can get a job for this interview that I'm about to have for the business I'm working for to make more money. I mean, I'm like, it is just peppered through the hour. And so I come before the father because I just, I know from what the saints have revealed and what I've encountered that God, the father delights when we come before him as his children. And a mark of that, is that we come with confidence and boldness and a great expectation that our Father is going to lavish good things upon us that go beyond what we could even imagine. And so I reference St. Mactilda of Magdeburg and the little flower, St. <laughs> Therese, who, who talked about the Father revealing to them how much, no matter how much you expect from me, I will far overwhelm you with the good things that I will pour into your life. And, and to pray, I pray for God's shocking generosity, that God is a provider. He's a provident God, and he will provide for them in his shocking generosity. And I tell you how many times people in their little comments now, after having prayed this, They've incorporated that into their prayer. That's so cool. Isn't that beautiful? It's just, and it was something that was passed on to me by Father Mark Montmany, you know? And so this chain of blessing, this chain of insight into who the Father is and how the Father longs to pour good things into our lives and to think that that's what Facebook can be used for, 
that is so beautiful for me. That is so meaningful. And so I've started to invest more time and money and energy into improving that initiative on Facebook. And so folks, you'll hear more about it. And I'll encourage you to come on uh, and join me. You don't have to come on live. You can just go to Facebook and um, just look up I Love My Catholic Faith and you'll see it. It's pretty quick. Um, the video of me praying a rosary. You can just listen after the fact because this is, I'm sorry, I mentioned that I repeat these prayers, but every day they're fresh and new. Every day there's this sense of this is a new prayer. It's a new moment of living contact between the living God and these people. And it's not the same as just repeating yesterday. And then the second thing is, is that the people who watch the recorded rosary, they will send me messages saying, I don't know how you did it, but your recorded rosary, it spoke to me when I heard it in that living moment that I heard it. It was exactly what I needed to hear. And so that is a a real blessing to me as well, that God creates a now moment, a right now moment of breaking in and saying, I see you, I love you, and I'm doing something about what it is you're crying to me for. Watch what I can do. That's so cool. So, all right, we're up against a break, Kerry. When we come back, um, I'm, I let you talk for so long about your Facebook story, but... Oh, mine's nothing compared to yours. <laughs> all right, when we come back, continuing our conversation today with Kerry on faith and family. Welcome back to the program. This is Tom Kern. I'm along with my wife, Kerry. And Kerry, thank you for being on two days in a row. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome. <laughs> Carrie, that's an inside joke. No one knows what you're talking it's okay. about. So um, the uh, the reason why you're on twice is that um, I, uh, on Wednesday, um, had to drive out to Yakima to serve my client and had to get up really early in the morning and I was going to get back late in the evening. And so I knew that today, Thursday, I would have a really hard time trying to do a program yesterday, last night for today. So Is that confusing enough? For everyone, I, I can't I've, even. I don't think I can follow it, but it's yeah. in the future, going present, yeah. going in the future, going backwards. Sound insights pre-recorded. Well, typically it's pre-recorded the night before. Okay. The night before this program, I was too tired and not around, so I did it two nights ago <laughs> with you. When Carrie on Tuesday, I said, "Will you pre-record with me for Wednesday?" And you said, "I, I how would could I say no to? to?" You've done so much work. I mean, and it's not like I'm comparing because I could never keep up. But what you've done to get Mary Catherine where she's at has been amazing. And then at like, Franciscan, the 10,000 yeah. other things you do. So you're just like, it'd be so much easier if you just sit there. <laughs> well, if we could talk about stuff that's well, relevant for us and, and uh, people love the dynamic. They love to hear your voice. They love the dynamic. And so, um, and so we cranked through that first program and you're like, we should just do a second. Let's one. just get it done, man. And I'm like, That's, wow. And we're tonight we're doing, um, got our adoration. Bra- well, we have Browns versus blondes. So the kids have been planning a meal and they came up with some game they went and got, and then we're going to go to adoration. So we're like happily down here as they prepare the whole upstairs. So it's actually worked out great. I don't have to cook dinner and get to be with you. So nice. Win, win. Nice. I love it. So uh, when we're talking about Facebook, Tom, I, really, I didn't have a lot to say as you keep teeing it up. It's like, well, it's not nearly as exciting as praying with people. But um, I just was going to give people a tip if they're on Facebook. And I don't know how many of your listeners go on. I'm just not sure where people are with that. But the best use of Facebook I have found is going into these groups and finding people with like-minded um topics of interest so it could be like playing the piano or it could be sports like you are follow the nfl or maybe it's healthy eating some of them are just cute like inspirational quotes or dog pictures dog photos well, my my high school class has a well that is that private or public it's a private group okay so i'm talking about like the big public groups that are like five hundred thousand people to like two million i love my catholic faith yes some of the biggest groups are actually in I- india which we don't really do you see many posts from India? No, the Philippines is where um, uh, many, many active Catholics are on Facebook. And so that's a place where, like, when I pray the rosary, the two main countries where people come from are the U.S. and the Philippines. That's so cool. So and it, so I, I think, you know, we're very American-centric. But, you know, India's huge on Facebook. I mean, I, I bet you they do more business there because they have, like, 1.4 billion. How many people are? I don't even know. It's just... Crazy big. And so their 
their amount of followers, users, people that are signed up is five times what we'd have here or four times. Um, and then there's like mom groups and you can get specific like disciplining. And I don't think that's the exact word, but you can type in at the top of your Facebook page. Like um, parenting. Yeah, parenting teens, parenting kids of addiction, parenting you have like large same sex families attraction. and large families and yeah, I mean you can get pretty specific or um, any kind of disorder or um, maybe an illness that one of your kids has, like MS or um, cancer or whatever. I mean it goes on and on. So these are groups that join together on Facebook, and then after you type in that word, you go to. The, there's a bunch of like, it says like personal people, places, you hit groups, and then it'll give you a, a bunch. And then you can see how big they are. And then it'll tell you how many posts those um, pages get a day. So you know which one you want to go to. And then from there, sometimes they'll ask you just like two really simple questions, like, why do you want to be on here? And you're like, because I'm really into fitness, and it's a fitness site. And then they let you in. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Um, and then you just agree to their... Um, like terms, it's typically be nice to everyone and say nice things and don't be mean. <laughs> but you can find like if you're into cooking or into cleaning or into kids, just everything. And I, I just don't know if people think that way. And they, so if you're trying to get insight into like we did real estate, I think we're in different real estate ones, aren't we? Yeah, all of a sudden I see this like multifamily posts are showing up on my YouTube channel and I'm like, not on my YouTube feed. Oh, really? Yeah. From, from Facebook? No, 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 no. Just like in my feed. I'm like, oh. I, haven't, I haven't clicked on any of those. So I've you, done some real estate, I think. On yeah, your, you maybe must it's have. on your phone or something. But um, if you go into like, let's say you're doing real estate, so they have different ways in which you can um, learn about different topics. Oh yeah, a year ago I was on to a couple of these different Facebook groups. In fact, that's typically one of the things they'll do, right? For these kind of gurus or the people of their programs, is that they'll create a private group for the folks that are wanting to like go deeper into using yes. what they're doing or an open group like to help draw group. people in. Yes. So it's just really helpful. It's hard. It's sometimes hard to find the insight or the current, you know, just like Googling it is not going to do it. You need to get connected so to you remember, real life. Carrie, like the internet 1.0 was the information superhighway, right? So you could go research it. Internet 2.0 was the social network. Okay. So the idea is where do you get information from? Well, you get it from the crowd. So you get crowdsourcing, like what are the best articles? What are the yes. best insights? What are the best stories? So now you're going to get a wiser, more condensed version of the things that you're looking for, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. And, I, you know, you just do a lot of scrolling and sometimes there's a hot um, topic or a really good question and it will lead you to maybe a couple other things. And I, I'm trying to figure out if I waste time on those pages. I'm more like, it's. I feel surrounded by other like-minded, like voices. And so I feel encouraged in my pursuit if it's, you know, healthy eating or cooking meals for your kids or, you know, something like that. You get great insights or people, I bet you there's one on life hacks. Like best, like I love the life hack ones. I bet there's a Facebook group on best Facebook groups. <laughs> there, there are like some really cute ones, like jokes. If you like to tell jokes and riddles. Okay, or a funny so, video. You can go and get that kind of thing. And because your feed gets dead after boring, it just feels flat sometimes. Right. And it's like, I don't want to sit here and scroll. Don't do that on Facebook. It's a waste of time. Now, scrolling is a waste of time. Join some really good groups and go hang out there. And I just think that's better. Now, we don't do Twitter. We don't do TikTok. We don't, there's several things we don't do. So we, we're not really giving you a full, you know, a, Fair comparison. The generation of folks we're talking to, at most, they're doing Facebook, <laughs> okay. all right? I, I'll say one last thing. This is sort of my, uh, I had this insight like 10 years ago that Facebook was like sort of like an internet of its own, sort of like YouTube, right? So the biggest search engine in the world is Google. The second biggest is YouTube. Oh, so, really? It, just in terms of like, where do people go for information? So many people are on YouTube. Yeah. It's crazy. So... um the uh, so there's a way in which um, I saw Facebook as its own internet, and I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Just like on the internet, you have domain names, and if you get a good domain name, you're going to get lots of traffic. So I use the concept of a Facebook page as a domain name, and so what I would do, and what I still do occasionally, is I'll grab 
Facebook page names when things happen. So for instance, this um, recent modu proprio by Pope Francis that came out, you know, Traditiones Custodius or something like that. Uh, it came out and I saw the Latin name and I grabbed the Facebook page. So I'm not doing anything with it. I know you're not. You think you're so clever. I'm like, I think so I'm so clever. <laughs> hey, I've got Easter. I've got the Facebook page Easter and Christmas oh, and Holy goodness. Spirit. And I've got some really neat Facebook pages. They're all laying dormant. Um, I'm not doing anything with them, but maybe someone will come and want to oh. buy them from me. There you go. I'll make that's how. Oh, thank you. The Lord will provide, and I'll live in comfort. There'll be no more discomfort. Wait a minute. That's not going in the right direction. No. Okay. So, and one of the ones I just joined was like the Franciscan University students. I tried to figure out like how do you meet other new families orientation because I was trying to find a place to stay. I'm flying Mary Catherine out there for orientation. And I was trying to figure out a way to stay with somebody in a hotel because I don't need like two beds and maybe even share a car and on and on. So there are some pages, but they're very sparse. You have to have someone who's really good at organizing to put it together when you get to yeah. that level of detail. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So uh, it's interesting because we spend a lot of time on the program. I know I do um, talking about the dangers of the internet and of social media platforms and how um, how much of a damaging effect it has on lives. And I still believe though. I think we you know we still believe those things. It's not like it's getting better. Um, however, that this is probably an example of some of the redeeming things, some of the uh, positive ways that um, the internet is, is a is a source of blessing, even right, praying the rosary and connecting with others that yeah. um, have, have a like mindedness or help us to find motivation to be able to pursue those things that we're passionate about. So, well, that's a good transition point, Carrie, because one of the things that we talked about was uh, yesterday that we didn't quite get to was. Um, Mary Catherine heading off to Franciscan University and school loans and how do you navigate that? Um, and then also we had a couple of quotes. I had a chance to share mine from the Gift of Faith book. But Carrie, if we have time at the end, we'll give you a chance to share about um, the impact of that book, Christ versus Satan in Our Daily Lives by Father Spitzer in a minute on Sound Insight. I don't know. Welcome back to the program. <laughs> Carrie, you don't know? I don't know. That's a good thing to say as a mom. I don't know. Say a prayer to St. Anthony. Nice. That's really nice. Well, that's Carrie, and this is Tom, and we are here, hopefully, offering some sound insight. So, Carrie, one of the very interesting things that was part of this whole Franciscan University story was, um, like, financial aid, scholarships, paying for college. And, um, you know, it's something that, like, it didn't strike us until it struck us right? When we had known that um, Mary Catherine had this desire to go to um, college and the best thing for her was, look, we really should, we think you'll flourish outside the home and we want you to be in one of those Newman's Guide schools. But Franciscan really made the best sense for us. Um, I mean, why, why was Franciscan the right choice for you? Well, I think just because I went there, so I'm familiar with it. I have not been on any other college campus. So this sounds really dumb. <laughs> I don't know, because that's the place where I went. Um, you know, some kids do these college tours, and we weren't going to do that. It's a great idea. I think it's awesome if you can do that, or you're able to put that together. It's really neat. Um, I think we I know a lot of alumni kids that are going there. Some of our friends here are going there. And it was just I just felt like that was where she was to go for a couple of different reasons. But, um, you know, it's hard to determine, like, do you send them to, like, there's a Eastern Washington, we're in Eastern Washington, and there's a school, you know, just 40 minutes away. It's about 40 minutes. It's a big university, um, too big almost. It's, it's a state school. But I just felt like she, as the way she is, she needs a little bit more protection and guardrails. So sending her to a public university would be really, I guess, not wise or prudent um, being her parents. So I think we're willing to invest a little bit more since it's a private school. Um, 
but I don't think that necessarily has to happen for all our kids. It's just this one in particular. But I don't, you know, I'm kind of saying this like, I don't know what to do. What do you guys recommend? <laughs> this is what we're doing. And I think that you've navigated it with just grit and your intelligence by making phone calls and talking to the president of the school and trying to talk to people that have kids there and saying, how do you navigate this whole financial aid package? Because we're not paying 40000 for her to go there. Isn't it like 40000 Yeah, the total cost is like 40000 a year. And there's just no way we could uh, well, pay that. And I just don't think most big Catholic families can afford college. I mean, you would just get to the point where are we going to take out 10000 in loans? And so, you know... Right, or, per kid per year, right? Yeah, so <laughs> we want them to pay a quarter of the amount. Then we're hoping half of it gets paid through <laughs> scholarships and... I don't know, grants and awards, and then we'll pay one-fourth. So it's one-fourth, they do one-half, They and our kids do one-fourth. I didn't, I didn't say that organized, but whatever. We're still trying to figure it out, to be honest. And so like, I think the other day, I'm like, okay, kids, just so you all know, you're all paying a quarter of your tuition. <laughs> it's like making some dumb announcement. Like, we just started to think about this like last month. <laughs> I don't know. It's It's really hard because, you know, kind of the mindset, like, do you need to go to college if you're going to, you want to stay home with your kids, you want to have a family, you want to be able to, to serve that family in a way as a stay-at-home mom? Not that moms, not that we think our girls aren't going to go out and work and have some kind of um, income, but I don't think they're going to have a career and also raise a big family. It just, that's too difficult. But I also want them to go and grow their mind and grow their heart and grow away from our home in a way that is productive and fruitful and it's speaking life into them and not the counter culture message so or the message of the world so how do you do that and not not go into a ton of debt and also have them come out with some skills but do you need to go to college it's a very interesting place we're in right now in our time and age with schooling and online schooling and how much you can learn from podcasts and youtube (laughs) it's like do you really need to go to college (laughs) Yeah, and which is such a different world than us, than like the world that we thought of just a, a few years ago, where we never would have had that as our dream for our kids. But then just when you think about the impact of COVID, the rise of online learning, the rise of uh, Zoom as a, as a means of communication, that all of a sudden it's like, uh, and then people wising up to everything from running start to why do I want to pay for four years of being having my kid on campus when I could have them do two years in a community college, get all their core courses out of the way, they can live at home, pay little, save a ton, and then only do two years and actually graduate with a four-year degree from a college. So I basically, one of the ways that I ended up like wrenching more money out of Franciscan. Did you use a wrench? I did. I did. Well, and they were like, look, you know, here's the scholarship we can give her. And then there was the, okay, you're a friend of the president. Here's the, uh, here's the gift that you're getting that. And your wife went here. Here's your wife went here. Gift. Here's a little more of a gift. And, and then it was oh, like, oh, look, we just found some more money in the hold file on, cabinet. That, that didn't come. Yeah, no, really. <laughs> it's like, well, that was like, so is this enough? How much money do you guys have? <laughs> so they said, well, this is enough. This is, this is how much we can offer. And I'm like, well, this is our budget. Like, look, we, we have a budget and we have, we can't just like blow it up. What was your uh, three-letter triangle that you taught the boys? I, I taught the kids this, and, and I kind of brought it back to them as a story to like, hey, kids, I want to help you to get some financial literacy. It was uh, NBA, the next best alternative. Like I, I said, to, and I was, I was honest. I was truly honest with them. And they're like, so is this a yes to ever come? And I said, well, to be honest, I'm wrestling with the next best alternative, which is she can live at home, be with her wonderful Catholic friends that are here, be part of the wonderful Catholic community that is here, and go to the community college. And you know what? That costs us almost nothing just compared to what this is going to cost us. And we could just do that for a year or two years, and she could work and save money, and then we'll come back. And they're like, we'd really like to have her on campus. And I said, well, go arm wrestle the... uh, the financial aid guy. And, and all of a sudden he must have not only arm wrestled, but got St. Michael involved because we came back with some St. Michael award. <laughs> I think they have an award for every saint. Oh, we found the St. Catherine award. Oh, we found the St. Maximilian. So and they award. basically, they kind of met me um, more than halfway. They met me more than halfway to say, we really want to help you like get as close to your budget as we can. But, um, 
we we also have limits in what we can do. So here's our here's our final offer, right? And so it was. I felt like it was real estate. Like, what's your highest and best offer, kind of thing. It is actually a lot of negotiating. I didn't realize that the price was that fluctuating. I feel like I'm in Mexico, and you barter everything, and every, there's not really a set price. You have to talk them down. Or well, right. And I think that I, I think a lot of people just simply say, well, I'm powerless. This is the system. We'll put in our application. Oh, this is what you got in a reward. Well, let's be happy you got that. And then, well, we're going to have to figure out the rest. Well, to figure out the rest was student loan. So that's the piece we're still navigating. And this is where, again, your use of blogs, YouTube, Facebook groups, like, where do you get insight into like student loans, because there's different flavors of like, how much do you qualify for? Is your Are your parents going to take out a plus loan on top of that? Uh, you know, uh, in addition to the federal, the FAFSA, the federal aid, financial student aid, federal aid, whatever, whatever. Um, so we can take out a loan on top of that loan. But then I'm reading the, like, it's not even fine print. It's like right out in the open. On the day you receive the money, it starts accruing interest. And I'm like, what? She could be in school for four years, and then there's the grace period of like six months, and then you have to start repaying. She had four and a half years of interest on this loan starting right now without putting paying one penny on it. And I'm like, I don't know if that's the wisest thing to do. Well, we're not we're not really carrying a lot of debt. Like we're not people who carry debt on our credit cards, and I hate debt. Well, we had to battle that for years. In our early married life, our, we, we had married. student loans, yeah, and um, and so we were paying that stuff off and wanted to start saving and um, having a budget and those sorts of things. And we weren't perfect at it, but well, it um, feels like you're going into school and you're you're putting a lot of trust in your child who's 18 or however old, and you're like, okay, we're we're banking on you to make a go of this and to make it successful because when you come out, you're going to need to pay off this amount and you're going to have this debt, you have a degree, but you also have this big burden. And it's like, how do you plan for five years in this moment? It's really tricky to say, how do you set up for that child who doesn't really care about money? They don't think, they have no clue. They have no clue how much a teacher makes or a nurse makes or a doctor makes. I mean, they just, you know, mom and dad, can you help me with this? And they don't really even mind how much anybody makes. I mean, there is a few kids that have personality types that, you know, will drill have down. into Yeah. But most kids are like, ah, just give me another loan. I just want to have a good time. Well, and the crazy thing to- is, is that these kids can work from the time they're 15. They can put several years into working and they save their money making their minimum wage. And all that money's gone in the first semester. <laughs> it's like so sad. It's all gone. <laughs> like the first year tuition come in, bam, it's all gone. It's like, wow, all of that. So I mean, because she does need to put up, she needs to put in ten thousand. So it's like Mary Catherine, how well, invested are you in this whole process? Right. So it's like, how much do we say we're going to let you take out in loans versus okay, we pay it and then you pay us back because of the interest issue? Yeah, I'd rather do anyway. That, so that's right? kind of, or we find a different form of loan that has a better interest Help rate us. or different. Does terms. anybody know? Somebody might know that so, that's listening. How to do this? And I know some people are listening, like well, just community college man let's go don't even bother with the with the debt thing and um go about it that way so you know lots of options and um i'll tell you what we'll give you more insight the next time we we talk where do we go from here (laughs) in five years carrie let you know thank you for walking with me through this program god bless you all join me tomorrow it's a friday but without carrie on sound insight